Hey guys, Maddox here with some big news. Caverns and Comedians has been nominated one of the Now Magazine's Reader Choice Award Best Podcasts in Toronto. That means we're in the top five. And uh, with a little help from you, we think we could go all the way. So if you really want to help us out, there's a couple things you can do. First, you can go to nowtoronto.com, click on the Reader's Choice Award button, go to Cityscape, Best Podcast, and click on Caverns and Comedians. Or if you want a fewer clicks way to do that, you can visit any of our social media. We're going to be posting about this a lot. So you can go to Twitter for at Caverns Pod. You can go to Facebook, Caverns and Comedians. Or you can just go to our website, cavernsandcomedians.com, and we'll have information on how to vote for us on all of these things. Your vote could really help us get more people to listen to the podcast, which will make it a lot easier to do it. Thanks for all your support so far, and I hope you really enjoy the episode today. Welcome to Caverns and Comedians, Dungeons and Dragons powered storytelling with Toronto Comedians. Last time, while infiltrating the Mind Flayer's lair looking for a stone to trap them outside our reality, the party ran straight into the Elder Brain, who definitely noticed them. I really thought we were sneaking up on you, um, but I apologize. Yeah, I didn't realize we had entered the room yet. Oh, I sensed you when you were well away from here. Oh, were you that thing we felt behind us? You should always feel me. Ooh. Why? Why would we always feel you? I've got to admit I'm tempted. Don't feel him up. Phoenix scampers up on one of the braziers and uh, keeps an eye out uh, and looks around the room for any other entrances. Uh, You see that there are passages uh, basically all around this room. This is sort of... You would get the sense that this is almost a central hub based on how many comings and goings there are from here. The brain with its, its starting to reach out with its tendrils generally in the direction of Hank. Hey, I uh, I can kind of feel you trying to get up in my brain. I do not recommend it. Uh, I've been in here a long time and it's a kind of confusing place. I have so little to eat. Uh, I'm not food. Well, um, that could be negotiable if you no. tell us where there's a stone of some sort. Are you speaking of my resonance stones? Yes. Stones, plural? Did you just pluralize that? There's, ma- there's many of them. Was there an S? There's an I S. I have many things. That is not of which I would like to speak, though. That's what you like to speak of, and let's just say it's not eating Hank. You are a follower of Helm. You are the ones who have sealed us here. To be fair... Me and the Order don't get along all that well, Agatha says, backing up. And I always, I've always hated Helm. Uh, that's something we can agree on. So, you know, maybe we get along. Maybe we're good friends. You don't eat me. That'd be great. Agatha shoots Hank a dirty look. And I suspect my kangaroo's not terribly in favor of you either. Finnick goes around to every entrance and listens for any resonance down the corridors. Oh, resonance stone, huh? Well, that joke took a while to land. It wasn't a joke. I was. It, I assumed that a resonance stone makes noise because it's a resonance stone. Uh, down one hallway, you hear a gurgling, a bubbling noise of water and bubbles. Just down one of them? Yep, the, down the one that you're standing next to. So if you don't want to talk about stones, what do you want to talk about? Freedom. All right. Um, I know I've been trapped here by you. I know 
the Knights of Helm, know how to release me from this prison. Yes, the many, many Knights of Helm. Those who have sealed us inside. Those who have thought to remove us. Yes, the legions of them. I mean, where are you even planning to go, though? I mean, you got a nice home here. You got lots of friends. No pool. one to stay too far from home. Someone to take care of you. Not many people have a pool. Yeah. The larder is growing empty. Oh, he's, he's talking about the food. He wants to eat the kids. Mm. Well, not just the kids, apparently. Also you. You know what I think you should do? Consider yourself at home. Consider yourself. Seriously? One of the family. One sec. It gets to a larder boy. You can eat him. <laughs> um, he seems more like crackling than a proper meal. Fair. All right. So um, if you wanted to negotiate, what would we have to give you in exchange for this stone? Freedom. Ugh. To our world? To all worlds. All of them? Ooh. We seek to restore what once was ours, the great empire. All right, let's just take one thing into consideration. What would you name the plane of existence we came from? And how about you go through the worlds in alphabetical order and our stats with Z? I think our stats with P. Maybe maybe we rename... Prime material. Maybe we rename our plane how about, Zebadu. How about you uh, show us where the stone is and, and we'll do what you want us to do. Agata winks at Fook. I think it can see you. Yeah, you can't really wink when it's a telepathic beam. Also, you can't really wink at all. That was a terrible wink. <laughs> at least you can like wink a... better than you can with your eyes ha. like that. Yeah, I can reach into your minds. Can you give me back my eyelids? Oh, you might not like what you find. <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd probably want to stay out of his mind. I can find the things inside your minds that none of you want to be found. Would you be able to unlock some things that we might want to find that um, we seem to have lost? In exchange... For freedom. Hmm. Finnick, as this is happening, Finnick sneaks down the corridor towards the bubbling noise just to see if he can see or hear anything uh, before he suggests they go down there. As soon as Finnick tries to leave the room, he finds that he can't move his feet anymore. He finds that he's that he doesn't have the willpower to take a step away. Hmm. I want to go... But my body seems to want to stay here. Hank eyes the liquid in the pool that the brain is sitting in and tries to figure out what it might be used for. You think it's grape drink. (laughs) Does there seem to be any other source of this liquid, like if they ever needed to replenish it? There's no pipes leading into it. Um, You don't see a waterfall of it. You just see it looks like a self-contained... It's like a tub of this liquid that it's sitting in. Hey, Ogada, I think he really likes his grape juice. Maybe uh, paint the drain, drain him out. He gets thirsty, leaves us alone. How do you paint a drain under liquid? With magic paint. This is evidence that in, uh, your IQ does not actually mean all that much. No, no. He, I could paint a drain besides the tub and then paint a little spout that leads to the drop. You, you know tub. it can hear us, right? Yes, the I plans you that. are making are very, very silly. I mean... Very silly. Like, this is slapstick. Are you you guys performers? Do you. you, Are you just there to entertain the Knights of Helm? Pretty much. The many, many Knights of Helm. The many Knights of Helm. So many. They need need a lot of. Thousands of you. Yes. Entertainment. You? We're not Knights of Helm. Oh, well. You're not Knights of Helm? 
I'm a knight of a kangaroo uh, holding an ice cream cone. Oh, I know who he is. Oh, do you? Yes. Ooh, could you fill me in? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the knight of the kangaroo. Is a there's a coalition of of many different worshippers up there, all trying to keep you in because we know you're up to tricks. Yes. Yeah, so we're not really leaning towards letting you out. Is there anything else you'd accept? Food. It, it, uh, well, Fook nudges Hank forward. <laughs> no. Fook, seriously, I know he's not, you know, but we're not going to throw him to the wolves. Well, he's technically the smartest of us, I think. Uh, Fook, Fook, come here, come here. Oh, hello. And my feet are stuck to the floor. Yes. What about the little boy? I, um, no, no. don't, no. You no. couldn't hear that. I whispered it into his ear. I what about the little boy? Oh, God damn it. Uh, yes, I, I'm disgusted by thinking. you. Okay. Uh, yes, very much disgusted he's by you. He's not ready yet. I just. Ooh, I, the child's not ready yet? No, his thoughts are simple. Your thoughts are simple. Oh, well then, I'm not tasty. I'm a crackling. Well, uh, we should go back and check with the, our superiors. Then he must have a way to break through the wall that holds us to this demi-plane. Well, they do on that side. Yes. You must have a means to communicate. Yes, uh, it is a secret handshake. Seriously? What? With with a with the door, yes. It's kind of like a knock, but it's almost a handshake at it's the like, same time. It's like a it's like a knock handshake. Yes. It's like yeah. Are you describing the somatic components or are you saying something stupid? I can actually see why you don't want to eat his brains, so you know, I get that. No, somatic components all the way. All the way. So to the win. Soma. Soma. Oh seriously. Shall I just kill him for you? That that would seem to be the least painful way out of here. Oh, he apologized, so I think we should let that slide. I'm so sorry. I desire freedom. I seek to raise the beast to bring our empire back. Yes, about that beast. Um, mm. What is it like? Oh, he's he's quite agreeable to my my designs. He he hungers like a big lizard. Like I would describe it as the sum total of physical terror this beast is all things it is consuming it grows and it hungers oh i just thought of something beaston's boarding house maybe he's the beast the, the nice guy who's yes, kind of, because he's got the name in there and he, he, he cries, thinks it's all subtle. He cries all the time. Its giant eyes seek, seek a way out. He does have very big puppy dog eyes. It sees all. I mean, they weren't that big. They were like a little bit bigger than that. In every direction. Oh, well, he's only pointed the one way. Yeah. You already know what breaks the seal to the plane and it's the stone that you're looking for. The legions of Helm would... Did not dare launch a frontal attack because they did not think they could defeat uh, the Mind Flayers in physical combat. Uh, so you know that there was a great enemy that was locked away that could not be defeated. So he was hidden away. And do you believe now that this is that enemy? Brain, um, we saw something in a wall, a little dent that could fit a stone. Is that where you'd like us to put the stone oh, to yeah. release you? Well... That what? My resonance stones, they those those are what I use to control. Yes, but that's also how we let you out, so we need to get one of those to let you out. Oh, I see the plan. I see what the plan was. Yes, to get you a stone. You switched to let out you out. one of my stones, didn't you? Yes, we did. Oh, then I 
already have the key to the cage. No, we Thank didn't. Thank you. No, we didn't. Thank you so much. Ooh. I won't be needing you anymore. That didn't go the way I thought it would. Yes. No, thank, thanks. Fook dumps his bag of holding into her tank. <laughs> all of the poop, all of the bodies, all of it into the tank that sur- causes her to survive. Your insolence will be met with the greatest of resistance. You shall not insult me such. You're in poop. Eat corpses. I will feast upon your brains. I shall make snacks of your brains. I shall have little desserts of your brains. You'll go hungry. You'll have an aperitif. I'm going to hide my brain. Fook has just emptied his bag of pooping into the elder brain's resting pool. It sort of bubbles up and... You have little bits of body parts, and there are other things floating in there now. Oh, that's toxic. Let's hope so. The influx of feces and viscera kind of makes the elder brain look a little sickly. The elder brain has become enraged. It has also sussed out the ancient plan of the Knights of Helm. It realizes that the resonant stones it uses to project its thought power throughout its lair that one of them has been switched out with the stone that keeps him here. He no longer needs to parley. He no longer needs to negotiate. He wants to feed. So if we find the one fake one and destroy it, it shuts him off. Then why didn't they destroy it when they gave it to him? Uh, because they thought they could hold him out. She So the so long as somebody was holding the uh, link on the other side, it okay. was stable. Okay. They didn't think that they could get in and survive long enough. Gotcha. So what makes us think we can get in and survive long enough? Because we, we have, have no to. choice. The Elder Brain's rage is so strong that its mind reaches out to all of you in anger. The force of his thought moves into your brains. Agata and Hank can feel him reaching out and they are able to steal up their thoughts and build a mental wall. But the mental wall built by Finnick and Fook was very poorly masonried. And Not so cracks. much a wall, more it like was... a cardboard cutout of a wall. I made mine out of straw. You had the intention to build a wall, but you never quite could make the time. There were better things to do. And your minds feel like they've been shattered. You can't think clearly. You can't recall anything. You can't form a coherent thought. You're... Your bra- your noses start to bleed a little. Not by the hair on my chinny chin. Fook is still frozen there, holding his bag of holding, which continues to pour poop into the into the pool. Finnick and Fook are stunned, and they're unable to move. Fook is completely stunned. Uh, the cheddar in the harbor. Agata creates a flaming sphere three feet from the brain and then rams that flaming sphere right into the brain where it continues to stay and cause damage. This brain, this giant floating brain is oddly enough not that dexterous and it doesn't really have much wiggle room inside its pool. Uh, The brain burns slightly. It singes some of its neurons. Well, that's something, guys. I tried. Hank is still thinking that this pool of liquid under the brain has got to be important to it. So he rotates around the pool so that he'd be pushing the brain into the fire if he did this and casts Gust of Wind to create a powerful gust of wind that pushes the brain backwards. Uh, The gust of wind sort of blows all around. Everybody feels a strong breeze. But the 
it's just not enough to shift this giant brain. Ah, is this the cold breath of death? Yes. Mm. Come to me. That was, was less effective than I was hoping. It is going to now attempt to make a psychic link with Fook. Ooh, that's going to be a dark thing if it manages it. <laughs> the elder brain has linked its mind with Fook's. Fook can feel it piercing through his mind and reading his thoughts. And Fook is still stunned, though. So what this thing is getting is, ooh, salty brine bowls in the sky! He can feel that it sees through his eyes. He can feels as though there's another hand inside his hand. You can feel it moving through your mind and reading your memories. And it seems you seem to lose sight of it as it as as far back as you can remember. Then you lose sight of where the memories it's going are. Hmm. Well, that's a doozy. The flaming sphere continues to burn near the brain, and it causes the brain to bubble a little bit with its heat and fire. Finnick is now unstunned. Whoa, wait a second. What's been happening? I feel weak. Fuchs, still stunned. The You can feel a sense of disappointment from the elder brain. Agata casts Preserve Life on the two damaged members of her party even though she really wants to stab the brain. Oh, thank you so much, Agatha, for... Oh, wow, this feels great. Hmm. Hmm. This is going on way too long. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're getting a little creepy now. Hank is feeling useless in this fight. He doesn't think that it's going to be helpful for him to try to fight this elder brain. So he casts haste on himself to make himself as quick as possible, picks the exit to the room that's furthest away from the rest of his team and tries to goad the elder brain to follow it. Follow me. I get to taste his brain. Follow me. The elder brain can't move. It and can't runs. move. It can move, but it like moves almost nothing at all. <laughs> and he runs down that hallway hoping that he can find the stone he has to break down there. Hank, there's bubbling down this one. Oh, well. The elder brain sends a pulse through the mind of Fook, using him as sort of like a relay station for his psychic powers and reaches out from Fook to Agata's mind and she just feels for a second like she's been smacked over the head. Everything goes black for a moment and then there's a brilliant flash of white light that you can only see behind your eyes. One of Fook's memories jumps along with it. It's of Fook lying broken on the ground uh, surrounded by the corpses of all of his f- family and friends, when a light from the a light from the sky comes down, and reinvigorates him, and you hear the voice of of a man speak to Fook and say, "You're not done yet." Huh. Well, that's um, as ominous as well. And that's gonna break your concentration. When Agata is able to see again, she sees that her flaming sphere has dissipated. Finnick, seeing Hank run down a corridor, takes a page from his book and says, I gotta stay alive. And he dashes down the corridor, leading to the gurgling noise that he heard before. Seriously? Sorry, stay alive. But as he gets closer to what he assumes is the end, he slows down and stealths up. Fook shakes off the stun and suddenly sees everything around him. So does the elder brain. Agata, what happened to the others? 
they decided to run. Yep. Uh-oh. They left you and me to deal with the brain. Damn it. Agata creates another flaming sphere and rams it into the static, unmoving brain. <laughs> Which raises itself up upon its tentacles and manages to hoist itself over the flaming sphere, dodging it. The elder brain going to reach even deeper into Fook's mind, into not only his memories, not only his, not only to listen to his thoughts, but attempt to shape them. Have a, a sense that you need to stop Agata, but you quickly dispel the thought. No, I trust Agata. Hank is running with inhuman speed due to his haste down the corridor. Inhuman is a very good descriptor for the room you find yourself in. Uh, as soon as you enter, you get a sense of paranoia. You feel that people are plotting against you in this room. As you look at it, it is also one of the most horrifying sights you have seen. You have entered the dissection chamber. There are several humanoid creatures that have been opened up and dissected for study. There are buckets where they put the spare parts. There are a pile of failed experiments, which are just sewn together pieces of different creatures that didn't survive the process. Hank holds up one of his hands to the side of his face so he doesn't have to look into the center of the room and inspects closely the side of the room as he runs around it looking for one of those stones. Uh, you see in about the same place as in the the holding area that there is a stone that is uh, sort of yellowish. You also see... A mind flare standing over one of the tables. Hank does his best to ignore the mind flare, hoping that if it is out of sight, it is out of mind, and slams his staff directly into the resonance stone. Hank is able to put a severe crack in this stone, and he feels a little less paranoid because of it. The mind flare does not like what it sees. It does not like something destroying the elder brain's possessions. And he has been ordered by the Elder Brain to kill you. It's going to slash at you with its tentacles. But the tentacles sort of slither over you. Your beard of interplanar goop is too slippery for it to get purchased on your head. It sloughs off and is unable to grab, unable to attack you. I knew this would be useful. And we're going to move on to Finnick, who is hiding in a corridor. You feel like there's a light that would be about 15 feet away from you. That the room that you heard the gurgling in is 15 feet away. Phoenix stealthily moves along the corridor until he can see into the room. You edge around and you see like a smaller version of the pool that the elder brain was resting in, where there are a lot of little a lot of little tadpoles are sort of swimming around in. And holding what looks to be a skimmer is another mind flare that looks right at you as you walk into the room. Oh, hello. Finnick quickly scanned the room for a stone. All you see are like a few, three of these little pools that have the tadpoles in them, and there is a mind flare there. No sign of a stone. There's no other exit from this room. Uh, hello and goodbye. Finnick dashes back down the corridor into the shadows and hides once more. Fook disengages from the mother elder brain thing, reaches out for the anonymous child and says, come on, let's see if we can find your father, and then unknowingly runs with him towards the dissection room. 
It's daddy. You just lost the game. Oh, do I not get to see my daddy? I think we discussed chopping off your tongue. Two out of three? No. (laughs) (laughs) Agata disengages from fighting the brain and runs down the corridor that Finnick went down. In the shadows, she is unable to see Finnick and runs about five feet past him. Agata, Agata. Oh, what? She stops. Agata stops. What? What? Let's go. Mind flare. Hide. Um, I'm not you. Run. Agata pulls out her magic paints and draws a, and paints a hastily thrown up door. Let's... Not door, wall. So a pair of French doors magically appear. No, no, no. Maybe Agata, it'd be easier to fit paint bars. Agata like pulls out her, um, her paints and hastily paints metal bars like a prison in the middle of the corridor so that the mind flare won't be able to come through the corridor. The bars are solid, but they don't seem very well you didn't get the edges on the like the floor and the ceiling all that well so they're a little bit rickety that'll hold them off for a little bit finnick i guess we got to run past the brain again past the brain again yes to run out in one of the other corridors because that's i don't think that's the way we want to go i thought that every corridor had its own stone though and that one didn't there was no stone in there okay well then good thing there's a bars and there's tadpoles though maybe they're tiny baby brains no let then well then good they're barred up and let's shut up you two and run <laughs> well how did he hear us from all the way down his other corridor meanwhile in the dissection chamber hank's up close and personal with a mind flare hank swings again trying to break the stone hank misses the stone and his staff hits the the rock wall beside it and bounces back Hitting him right in the middle of his forehead, dazing him, giving him a concussion. He is now a bit weaker. Thou! Damn it, try again. Increased with his speed from the haste, he swings again at the stone. It shatters. You are now no longer feeling the sense of paranoia. You feel a lot more confident standing in this room directly beside a mind flare. <laughs> was, that, was that the one that breaks the whole building? It doesn't seem like it's breaking the whole building. Oh, well, Hank uses the rest of his speed to try to run further into the next room for another stone. As Hank tries to run away, the mind flare that is directly beside him once again reaches out with its tentacles and slips them around his neck and begins to squeeze. (laughs) The sight of this is so terrifying that his mind starts to break. There's a psychic bond being formed between them, and he can feel just the sense of hunger beside him. Get out of my head. The mind flare is going to drag Hank back to the elder brain to present a meal. And the mind flare, who has seen Finnick, goes into the hallway and encounters a set of bars that weren't there before. The Mind Flare uses its tentacles to try to rip the bars out of the stone, but it can't quite shake them. Ha! Take that, you tentacle thing. It crosses its arms and just looks annoyed at you. (laughs) (laughs) Finnick pops his head out of the shadows. Agata, follow me when you can. Gotcha. He runs back down the corridor to the main room and hides 
just before he gets there, just around the corner to kind of see what's happening. So Fuchs sees this mind flare come up in front of him, holding on to Hank. So he pushes the child behind him and says to the child, stay behind me. And if you see some sort of weird stone as we progress, let me know. It, you see it pull its lips into its mouth as though it's not going to say anything. And then Fook disappears into a silvery mist, reappears behind the mind flare with his axe in his hand, attacks twice, the first one biting deeply and the second one just glancing off this thing's robes. The force of the axe blow loosens the grip of the tentacles, allowing Hank to wriggle out. I'm going to book it. I got a bracing herself and preparing for what she knows will probably happen, runs as fast as she can down the corridor into the Elder Brain's chamber and attempts to run across the Elder Brain's chamber and into the next adjacent corridor. As soon as she enters the Elder Brain's chamber, she feels its mind reaching out, blasting her once again. Yeah, I figured. You manage to shake off the effects of its anger and its hunger and its rage, and Agata is able to duck into the next corridor. As soon as Hank is free, he uses all of his magical speed to dash into the next corridor and get as far forward as possible, searching for another stone, realizing this one was not the special one. Wait, don't forget the child! He'll be fine on his own! Sorry, are you going back into the Elder Brain or are you continuing along? Continuing deeper. Continuing deeper, okay. You find yourself in a room that is similar to the Elder Brain's chamber. There's a large pool of the same purple liquid. But there's no Elder Brain here. There are two mind flares. You would almost, if you didn't know better, say that they were frolicking in the liquid. This seems to be the pool. Oh, I think they're doing sexy times. Maybe they won't notice me. You see that there are two mind flares and they're... They're turned away from you, but the tentacles seem to be doing something that you want to look away from. Uh, Their attention is distracted, uh, so they don't look up and see you. They aren't looking at you right now as you sort of get to the edge of this room. And their robes are hanging on hooks beside (laughs) on the wall. And there's a sign that says no running. Is there a stone present? There is a stone that is directly... Uh, There's a pillar that runs up from the center of the pool, and there's a stone on top of that pillar. Yeah, it's about 20 feet in the air. There's a a staircase that goes up around it, and a diving board at the top. Hank approaches them from behind and tries to think of a good way to get to that stone the next chance he gets. The Elder Brain sits in its pool, enraged. It has... Just seen someone run through and once again shake off the effects of his mind blast. He knows that the little one is just outside of his line of sight, just waiting, mocking him. Vinnick in the dark gives him one of those little rooster noses. He waits. The mind flare behind Finnick is going to try to break through the bars again. He manages to dislodge two of the bars creating a he will just be able to slowly wriggle through then the mind flare that was once grappling hank and is now standing directly in the corridor turns on fook and you get a 
you get a real good look at those tentacles as they slather at you and reach out for you. And Fook yells out to the child, Now! Pants him! The tentacles slice at you. There's little barbs on the end. They pull at your skin and do a little bit of... They hurt you. But they don't manage to get purchase. They don't manage to draw you in like they did to Hank. And then the Mind Flayer is distracted by having to pull up his underwear. Let's go, kid! Uh, the kid then just bounds away. You don't really see... You don't really... He just bounds away back into the Elder Brain's room. Oh, God, no! <laughs> well, oh, best three out of five. <laughs> Hank, the two tentacle... Two sets of tentacles disengage from each other. They turn to look at you. I'd like a description of a naked Mind Flayer, please. <laughs> tentacles all the way down. <laughs> Just sort of dark purple leathery hide that is just glistening in the in the purple water that they are in. I would like to forget that, please. <laughs> the two mind flare frolickers move towards you and the tentacles which once were pleasuring each other in unspeakable ways now go to the face of Hank. <laughs> One of them is Far too slick with some sort of viscous, non-viscous object, lubricant perhaps, and just slips right off your face. But the other one manages to slap you good, but does not manage to entangle you. It's gross. Yeah. It's super gross. Finnick looks back and sees that the mind flare has squeezed through the bars. Well, no way to go but forward. So he... Runs through the room as quickly as he can and tries to turn into the corridor that Agata has gone down. As soon as you enter the Elder Brain's chamber, another mind blast hits you. Finnick is struck by the force of its anger and its hunger. He is once again stunned, and once again his mind feels shattered. Finnick feels a sudden faintness in his mind. Ugh. He stumbles and falls and slides along the hard stone floor. You are unconscious. Fook is continuing to run after after Hank and moves into the next room, sees that Hank is embroiled with these two things, but also sees that there's a there's a stone on top of this tall uh, pillar. And so he he activates a spell, filling his axe with thunderous power. Fook swings twice at this pillar, uh, activating the power that he has just imbued into the into the magical axe. And a, the sound of thunder fills the room. And cracks form. The pillar falls as though you were Samson pushing down the temple. The stone in this room shatters. And you don't hear anything. But the mind flayers hold their heads as though something has has gone through their brains. And the mind flayers in this room fall to the ground. And are writhing in pain. Ooh. I think we got it. I think we got the one. Run faster! Move to the next one! Oh, wait, was it the one? This was the one? They didn't do that the last time I broke one. So maybe this is the one. Maybe we run away. Back to the portal. How can we be sure? P positivity? <laughs> I don't want to risk the world on positivity. Go check on the Elder Brain. Agata continues down the corridor to, the, to where it ends and she sees... The most ornate room you have seen in this whole layer the entire time it has a lot of rich wood shelves dark 
oak. And on these shelves are jars. Each jar is labeled. And within each jar is a brain. You see a dozen shelves, each holding a hundred brains. And they're arrayed in a circle. And at the center of this circle, it's a pedestal that has one of the resonant stones. Agata runs 15 feet towards the stone and throws a mighty guiding bolt. There is now a large crack running down. And while the stone isn't shattered, you can start to see light shooting out from inside of it. There is a brilliant, radiant light coming from inside of it. It fills you with a sense of peace and well-being when the light hits you. I think that's the stone. That's the one. And it's very appropriate that you're the one doing it. Agata feels empowered by the light as it hits her, looks up at it, and whispers under her breath, Yes, I knew it. Yeah, Fook, I'm pretty sure we did it. A job well done. I'm and, still not entirely sure. And Hank darts back towards the exit as fast as he can. God damn it. Back in the Elder Brain's chambers, the mind flare that was coming up the corridor against Finnick picks him up and begins to carry him towards the Elder Brain's pool. Drops him in to begin the digestion of even this paltry snack. The child stands at the edge of the room, seeing these evil creatures doing their evil deeds, and runs down one of the corridors into the darkness. This has been Caverns and Comedians, Dungeons and Dragons powered storytelling with Toronto Comedians. Starring Oliver Georgiou as Finnick the Rogue, Joanna Houghton as Agatha the Cleric, Scott Thrower as Fook the Paladin, Maddox Campbell as Hank the Wizard, and Kyle Scott as the Dungeon Master. This has been a Kicks and Giggles production created by Kyle Scott and Maddox Campbell, with editing by Maddox Campbell, theme music by Derek Baldwin, and engineered by Andrea Miller. Find out more at cavernsandcomedians.com and please rate, share, and review the podcast. Thanks for listening. There are a pile of failed experiments, which are just sewn together pieces of different creatures that didn't survive the process. You'd think that somebody with a large brain would know that sewing together flesh doesn't make a new thing. It worked for Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah, but that's a story. This is Dungeons and Dragons. Mm, Okay. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you might also enjoy... Once upon a time, there was a gnome. Once upon a time, there was an elf. Once upon a time, there was a little. Once upon a time, there was a. Once upon a time, there was a. Once upon a time, there was a. Once upon a time, there was an old rock. Once upon a time, 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 and no one lived happily ever after. Fairy tales for unwanted children. Find us on iTunes or at periodically.ca.